0: Hello and welcome to the Made of People podcast. I'm Andy Kroll. This first season is brought to your ears as part of 2020's Alt Brighton Ruby. Thanks to Cookpad and Free Agent for their invaluable support and sponsorship through a weird year for me and the conference. In this podcast, I'm talking to speakers from this year's online event around the topic of their talk. The video of each talk will be linked from the show notes. Although if you haven't watched the talks, this will probably still make sense as a conversation between two humans in a weird time. Cookpad love Brighton Ruby and are supporting again for the fifth year running. They run the world's largest recipe community with over 100 million average monthly users all on their Ruby platform. Learn more about them at cookpadteam.com. In this episode, I have a proper chinwag with Emma Barnes of Connoissance about her talk and her invaluable work preparing a physical printing of Y's Poignant Guide to Ruby for the posted conference swag. The free agent team are a friendly bunch with a single goal – Making small businesses happier and more successful by putting them in control of their finances with award winning accounting software. Keep an eye on freeagent.com forward slash careers for upcoming roles. Hello, Emma. Hey. And another perfectly natural intro that definitely shows we haven't been talking for five minutes already about stuff that we can't record.
1: I agree with what you say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So, thank you very much for your talk and the production of the poignant guide. We can talk about that a bit later. Your talk. Strong opinions. I think of you now as the Ernest Hemingway of technical writing. Removing adjectives where there need to be none, particularly when the adjectives make everyone feel bad. What is it that drives your frustration around the use of language in technical documentation?
1: Being a shit developer.
0: (laughs) 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 And there's my explicit tag. Goodness. (laughs) Excellent. Glad to hear it.
1: Yeah, I mean, being being the sort of person who for 15 years has gone to a search engine of my choice and has tried to stop me crying because I'm stuck on something. I feel stupid. I can't do it. It's not fair. Um, Desperately searching for answers and not searching for an increasing sense of despair and despondency because my already smashed self-esteem It's going to take another pounding when someone on the internet says, oh, this is so easy. Um, I can't believe how, you know, straightforward this is going to make your life. And, you know, it's completely at odds with the lived experience. Uh, And once you see this stuff, you can't unsee it. Once you know that you're looking out for the justs and the simplies and the trivial and the straightforward and the only and the, uh, you know, you you just, it it glows in your mind.
0: And it's so easy to do, even having watched your video and then I've spoken to you roughly about this subject before, even now I find myself writing those words.
1: Right. And so do I. I mean, that's the, the 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 strangeness of it. I really think that when we're trying to explain something, we're actually really nice people. Everyone is a really nice person. Just just trying to communicate. Uh, and to share the love. And that's where these words come in and and they tumble out of you because there's this earnestness and this desperation to communicate the light bulb moment going off. I think you have to embrace the idea that you are a nice person, you are trying to write in a kind fashion, but then you need to revisit your work, edit it, go back over it and realise that intent might not be uh, what you've delivered there.
0: I often think a technical documentation suffers from a lack of editing. Mm. Typically as a group of humans, we don't like writing documentation because the code documents itself write completely fine, oh. but you just go, Oh, I've got to write something. I'm mm. so, also it's a mixture of being incredibly pleased that you've understood it or written something clever, plus an urge not to go back and rewrite documentation. It's the step after the Googling the answer and not understanding. It's the, the rapture of, 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 of uh, I've actually understood this.
1: I mean it's the fullest stackiest side of things as well isn't it you know not only do we have to be wizards at uh, querying a database all the way through to front-end design but we also need to be able to explain ourselves succinctly and eloquently which if you're being Pollyanna-ish about it is an opportunity it's great to Mm -hmm. add yet another string to your bow by being an outstanding communicator but it's also quite an ask I always feel like that with authors, with book authors that I work with with my other hat on. You are required to sit in a room with the curtains drawn for six months writing impeccable words. And then you have to be a gregarious person in front of an audience at a literary festival, wowing mm. them with your charm and personality. So it's some jobs have a lot of range. And I think programming. <laughs> is, is
0: <wonderful. laughs> yeah, there's a famous 37 signals ism they like to hire the best writer code is writing
1: yeah
0: when you're writing method names you try and avoid the word simple you wouldn't put just calculate or simple calculation something 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 right you wouldn't do that in code because you edit you try and be as brief as succinct and thesaurusy as possible right
1: and now i'm mentally going through my list of models we've got like we've (laughs) we've got a model called easy book from like twelve <laughs> back before I had a fucking brain.
0: <laughs> That's all right. The app I work on is called Coverage Book, and there are a significant number of models inside there that have the word coverage as part of them. We've got coverage books, <laughs> coverage items, coverage books items. I'm on a mission to eradicate the word coverage from the actual app Coverage Book.
1: Suddenly when your, cover- when your specs don't work in the morning because somebody's destroyed the coverage.xml file.
0: <laughs> so this also sprang out of a side project you you have a large focus on side projects I think
1: it's Pearson's fault actually he came from an agency where they did side projects and he's one of our programmers and he said it would be great if you know we could spend professional development time at work doing something that we actually care about and it's a brilliant idea it's a wheeze as far as being an employer goes because you get to impart training whilst not lifting a finger You get to (laughs) have these wonderful things being created that really do enhance the world. And then you get all of the skills that people have learned on their own time almost. Because, you know, you start on a Friday afternoon, but then it's too exciting to stop. And then you get a whole weekend of
0: diving into it. Yes,
1: it's a good idea.
0: Leave space for your brain to latch onto the things that it's interested in. Yeah. One of those sort of side projects for me is this whole thing. Um, which has obviously got massively out of hand. And part of it this year was the book. I'm going to state here, I had very little to do with the production of the book other than reading it multiple times and nodding or occasional, um, she's, you can't see on the video because it's, it's an audio podcast, but she is stroking the book. Please talk me through how you managed to help me make this because the amount of effort you personally put in and the amount of skills that you brought to it. First of all, thank you. The book would not exist if it wasn't for Emma. Everyone give Emma high fives on the internet and eventually in person when we're allowed to touch each other. (laughs) I'm never high fiving
1: again. Stay away from me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And my high fives are riddled with COVID. So you don't want to high five me. I went to a conference in Paris. And there was someone talking about why. And I've been doing Ruby long enough that I remember why and remember some of the projects. And who's a big influence on the Rubiness of the Ruby community. And obviously like half the room were like, oh, I remember that. And half the room were like, who? And then I was looking for a thing to do. And this is before we canceled the in-person conference. And I just thought it would be amazing if everyone turned up without knowing and I had a pile of books on a table and everyone had take <laughs> one home. And I thought, how can I possibly do a book? I've got no idea. Maybe I can ask my friend Emma. <laughs> and from that, now there are several hundred books in the postal system around the world. Please talk me through how you approach I mean, this.
1: This is the funny thing. And when I got your initial email, I thought, oh, bless. Because it was so sweet and naive. Like, hey, Em, uh, I think I do a book. Uh, and I'm like, you have <laughs> no idea what this will take, you you child.
0: But <laughs> well, thankfully, I made it your job. So
1: <laughs> Having done this a number of times now, Um, I thought this is actually a way that we can give back because as a team, as an individual, Brighton Ruby has been an absolute, oh no, I'm going to tear up because it's it's at the heart of the entire community and it does absolute honour to the sentiments that Y himself carried forth in those early days. I think because of all of the lockdown stuff, everything is so close to the surface at the moment. All Emotions are just there. You just have to mm. rub the surface and you're in floods of tears. And that gives you the ability to see what the important things are. And the important things in life are to be kind and to be doing things that matter and be purposeful and say thank you to the people who have made such a difference to everything. And so it was one of those things where, it is an absolute pleasure, honest pleasure and a joy to be able to do something that might just, you know, bring a smile to someone's face. So it was not in any way a hardship. That said...
0: It was a hardship.
1: God. God. <laughs> no, it was really interesting. Um, and I wrote up in the back of the book, actually, some of the challenges that, that we face, because it's taking old content, right, and that's been through the mill a few times on the internet and trying to transform it into something that's, robust and maintainable and there are so many parallels um in laying out a book and maintaining a very large code base because you know things change things move there's no such thing as a kind of finished piece you have to be able to maintain and move stuff around and share with other people and so those those challenges of the fixed layout book you, you wouldn't really want to read this on a kindle or something uh, because there's illustrations and code snippets and page uh, layout that's important. It was thrilling to... and My only regret is that halfway through, my husband noticed that I was effing and jeffing about InDesign yet again and sort of casually threw into conversation, you know, you should really look at latex. And I've always dismissed latex because whenever I've Googled about it, the help documentation is so awful. I regret saying that now, but it's verbose, it's condescending... It's got a very long history, so it's quite leggy. And I've always discounted it. And actually since the middle of laying this book out, because this kind of started in, in the spring, I've converted the whole of the rest of what I do to to latex. So I think if I had my time again, I would probably uh try to do that. So maybe version two, Brighton Ruby twenty twenty one.
0: It's the same swag everybody, but underneath yeah. it's latex. So that's a win. I don't
1: know, but anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It was hours and hours on the initial pass because the book itself, I don't think has ever been a book book.
1: No, no. Um,
0: It was always a website, you know, with chapters and it was very much a series of web pages with cartoons thrown in and sidebars that go on for pages, which is an exciting challenge in an actual book if you want to maintain the readability of the book. It was a lot of work. And it was certainly the initial pass and like working out what size book to yeah, even make.
1: but again, huge parallels, right, between this and web design. White space is important. The grid system is important. It's a way to aid communication, not just to to make a page look nice. Mapping the world of the web to the world of print was fun. Like we took all of the alts from the images um, and used those as little legends underneath the images. It's just quite interesting to see how seamlessly it flowed actually from web content Mm. to to print and it's really aged well as well you know there are a few bits that we took a, a light editing touch to but on the whole if you've read it you'll know that
0: it is as it was
1: yeah but it stands up um some of the ruby is i mean obviously a decade has passed decade or two but it's useful as well as entertaining as well as hugely emotive to those of us who were doing this stuff
0: and still baffling in many places. Yeah, right. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you for the opportunity. Genuine thanks.
0: For, you know, <laughs> thank you for the opportunity to spend hours of my weekend <laughs> laying oh, out a book.
1: So it. I'm, I really wonder if people will notice some of the little things we've we've put in, some of the little tweets and the homage of the cover. I just redrew that from the tiny little gif on the website. So. It'll be interesting if people notice some of the little things that we've dropped in.
0: I'm delighted with it. And I only have the proofs where we still had mistakes and (laughs) layout things. And I've read it twice in the last two months. Emma, you must've read it.
1: Yeah. Well, you go into that mode though, where you see the pixels and not the actual words. Not the content, yeah. You're loopy. Yeah. (laughs) keep thinking about chunky bacon
0: foxes (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that's one of the the delights of me getting a copy is the care that you clearly put into it like the foxes little popping up all over the place and and we put some editors notes in as as we went through to to like try and keep with the spirit of of the piece
1: and Um, me and andy pearson stared at a grid for ages to make sure that it was going to sustain all the different layout choices the like you say the sidebars and the code snippets and designing our own monochrome theme in VS code mm. that we then exported somehow into printland
0: <laughs> in the first pressing am i using correct publishing term in the first pressing it's going to 14 different countries yeah yeah, yeah. and then there will be no doubt a couple more additional countries going through my vat for the digital content shows me there are definitely at least 14 countries <laughs> do you have other things that you are passionate about and have not yet made into a thing or yeah, channeled that energy yeah.
1: i mean on the side of the language thing the the just simply thing i shall keep angrily tweeting about
0: it i think <laughs> that's what twitter's for so
1: yeah, exactly. we've been doing a lot of homeschooling recently they figure and I have in front of me the key stage three, what is this, science book by a particular publisher. And it says, this is about some gravity, I don't know any science, gravity formula. Weight equals mass times gravitational field strength. Brilliant. And then, and so this is for kids. This is for 11-year-olds. It says, this formula is hideously easy to use. And then it lays out some massive big formula. And then it says, see what I mean? Hideously easy. It's like, you, you have destroyed off. Destroy, <laughs> that destroys people's confidence. And so, yes, yeah, so I'm going to keep being pointed about that. The other thing that I've been doing is for my side project is Make Our Book, which is makeourbook.com for everyone out there who has children. It's a Rails app, and I wrote it for schools because my boy was at school <laughs> and uh, I wanted to do something that was not baking for the PTA, something on a computer. <laughs> or in a computer book. I could get my point for having contributed to the community. Children go to the website, they type their poems in, and then magic happens, typesetting occurs, send it off to the printer, and you get a lovely book, which uh, makes children feel like they have contributed on the same sort of playing field as the grown-ups do you know that stuff that comes home from school is so transient and scrappy and it goes on the fridge and then in the bin but a book you've arrived if you're in a book this has been very very successful throughout lockdown as parents have been scrabbling for some you know what can we do to entertain them but yeah. actually incredibly poignantly i've seen some extraordinary work coming through from children processing events you know processing mm. that lives matter processing who are they identity where do they belong what's happening we're scared what does this mean for everything so being able to allow all children to see themselves as writers i think is very important allowing them to understand that writing can be very cathartic i know that you do your journaling and you know that you can get it out and articulate the the, the strange confused thoughts in your mind and it's just lovely we've all gone to the bother of learning to program and we now have magic fingers and it seems so silly to not use that magic that we now have to make things that might just chip away at the world and make a little bit of a difference so more things that are kind of within your skill set but you know make a little difference to the things that you care about
0: awesome terrific i think that's a lovely spot to leave it i do have one more question um, which I'm asking everyone, despite everything, are you happy?
1: Yeah, I am actually. Am I might should, should I feel guilty about that? I think I'm guilty about that. I feel closer to my son. I'm grateful mm. for the time that we've had. I'm grateful to the people I work with for being brilliant, honest to God, brilliant. I'm relieved, guiltily relieved that, We've got off lightly. I am heartbroken. And I'm crying all the time.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm crying all the time, too.
1: Yeah, but yeah. that's fine.
0: Yeah, that's processing. Are you happy? I'm, yeah. Yeah, mostly. Okay. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. I'm tired, but I'm happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, keep going. You're doing good work.
0: Yeah. Good <laughs> grind these podcasts out I mean they're very pleasurable but the the editing is less I can tell you that already um uh, um, (laughs) and with that level of guilty okayness I think it's a good time to leave so thank you very much for joining me um and I will see you in person not high five you soon hopefully
1: stay safe my dear all right bye now
0: Thanks a lot for listening. See you next time.